JoeVertigan.com, the Sound the Record segment brought to you by Munster's Service Center of Green Bay. And speaking of Green Bay, uh, there are several Wisconsin connections to NASCAR, and uh, one of them is this guy, Dave Deprey. He's been a longtime flagman, former crew member for Jim Weber. The last few seasons, uh, he has been what you'd call a, a race day weekend warrior type, uh, uh, pitting in the Xfinity Series for JD Motorsports. And, and Dave... Talk about, from the beginning, how you ever got hooked up uh, with doing this NASCAR thing in the first place. When and where did it all start? Uh, all compliments of uh, Brad J.J. Miller with a message that a NASCAR, now Xfinity team, was looking for extra spotters for a road course, uh, meaning Road America. Right. And I made a phone call, and they got the ball rolling with that, told them who I was, what I've done. And they took down my information and then got back to me and basically told me where to show up and to get credentials. So went to Road America and did that with them for a, a weekend. So this is what, maybe how many years ago? Uh, five years ago. Okay. And so you were the, still working full-time at that point? Yep. Worked for the Department of Corrections full-time in Wisconsin. Um, at the time, our, the team had four, four different cars with four drivers. And, and who are some of those drivers starting out? Uh, my first driver that I got to be on the radio with is Ryan Priest. Okay. Um, then there, there was there's several. Jeffrey Earnhardt was uh, one of our drivers, but for spotting wise, Ryan Priest was the first one. Then there was um, Vin, Vinny Miller, and let's see who else do we have. Um, well, that that at that point that was my first year. So you were just spotting for them, or what else just were you as, doing as an at extra that point? spotter? Because on road courses you need extra like two eyes, sets of eyes, if not three. That's pretty common though. When when uh, those teams will roll into a place like Road America, the the word gets out on the the social network of the motorsports, whatever. And there's there's a few guys like yourself that that have done this and working on like a, like a part time basis, right? Yep. Because what would happen is when the Xfinity guys or the old Bush series say would go to a road course and the cup guys are at some other track, the main spotters can't, they can't be available. So they reach out and get other people. And it's the way it sounds, it's word, word of mouth, which right. is how I got involved. And after doing one race, then I said, you know, I can do more. And so the team arranged for me to go to a couple more tracks like mid Ohio and Indianapolis for the, their race track. And, um, wherever else they were needed well then i said i could do more to help more so give us give us a rundown of uh what a typical weekend is like for you i mean what, what kind of duties do you have now after the 2022 season you 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 were a full-timer on the weekends anyways with the team talk about some of the roles that you have and and what a typical race weekend at a lot of these tracks is like for you well you gotta make like with my my limited experience as far as being a mechanic you they find jobs that you can do to benefit the team, which with limited staff, things have to be done at a certain time. Equipment has to be at a certain place for a certain time and make sure the proper equipment is along with you. Right. So people ask me what I do. I say, well, I just push stuff. Right. So and it's true. You're making sure a generator needs is where it needs to be. Uh, a cool down unit for a car, which they, for changing out the, you know, cooling down the engines, um, radio equipment's ready to go. Um, your, your jacks, your jack stands, everything's right. ready to go on carts 
And if the car's like a be, true utility player, almost you are. You're right. Right. like uh, if you worked in the kitchen, you'd be called the linebacker. Sure. So no, doing this, do you get to rub elbows with any of the bigger names in NASCAR, even at the cup level? You must rub rub elbows with them from time to time, right? In passing, you do. Sure. And you know, some of the cup guys do race in, in the lower series, and so you do get it to see them and where some people are in awe, but now they've been around a while, they're a human being like everybody else. Right. And very friendly. They're pretty much open, unless obviously they have media responsibility or commitments where they have 20 people around them. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, you see it every day. So it's not as like, uh, you're not as in awe or uh, starstruck. Right. So, but, and then, you know, when I did it, I didn't realize some of even the guys I worked with, their involvement were with teams over the years, long before me. Right, exactly. So, At the short track level, too, a lot of times, oh yeah, right? That's where most people have gotten their start. Like right. The guys that work with the car I'm primarily with, they were all with helping Morgan Shepard years ago. Oh, sure. And their younger guys are keeping his show rolling. Right. So, I mean, but to see me being the age I am, seeing, like, Jimmy Means in the pits. You're, what, 55? Six. 56, okay. Yeah, 56 years young. Yes. Um, and, you know, from seeing Jimmy Means. I mean, that's right Jimmy there. Smut means out of Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah, I mean, that we don't see him as frequently as we used to. Right. But in, in, it's kind of an honor to see that, you know. So yeah. one of the cool things I would think with that is to get to some of these tracks, uh, Dover, the Monster Mile, Darlington. Uh, talk about some of those. Uh, you've probably been to most of them by now, huh? I've hit just about every single NASCAR track. And wait, it sounds next year they're going to go to different ones again, which... You know, it's always kind of like, hey, now I get to do another one. It's kind of like a bucket list. What are the coolest places you've been to, be honest? Um, well, I have to say growing up and everything, but uh, Bristol would have to be my best. What's so cool about Bristol? Just the high banks and fast. Right. And the the noise comes goes right through your body. Right. So it's uh, very, uh, I guess, it's intimidating in its own way, but it's just, let's say growing up, watching the races at that track. Over the years. Different perspective when you're on a crew, though? Yeah, well, then that... Oh, definitely, definitely. You don't get to see as much of the race. Right. But listening on the radios, you're involved in paying attention and being able to react when something does happen. Right. So, um, it worked, it worked, it's, it's really neat. And that always reminded me of Slinger Speedway. Oh, sure. So, that's, you know, high bank, short track. On the business end of things, though, you kind of are on your own to set up your own travel arrangements, stuff like that. You do get paid by the teams. I mean, it's nothing you get rich doing, but talk about as much as you can the business end of things in doing this, you know, working for an Xfinity team flying out on weekends. Yeah, they uh, they entrust us to find flights, and they're reimbursed or they take care of it for us. We just let them know where we have to go and where right. we're flying out of. Um, Logistic-wise, it's, it's, it's challenging. Right. Because there are a couple of us that are leaving from the Midwest, and linking up with the team, whatever right. city we're going to. Sure. So we try to do it as cost-effective as possible. Sure. And that means, like, searching four different airlines for where we're going. Right. And sometimes you may have to drive two hours after you get to your location. You fly to Milwaukee for a lot of these, don't you? I'd say 75% of them we go sure. out of Milwaukee because the more availability of flights. Right. And through the whole COVID deal, um, you know, things were shut down. And when the economy shut down, this, the country was shut down through the elections or whatever, but airlines were hurting, um, then they just started cutting flights. So then you're limited on how to get there. Right. So if we can drive, like, so we'll drive to Indiana, to Indy or to Michigan. Sure. In mid-Ohio, well, now that's off our schedule. But um, just like uh, in, in Newton, Iowa, 
that was a great track. Now we don't go there anymore either. Right. So until then, you still have to drive. Right. So so do, when you're on the road, uh, do you try to build in uh, a little bit of sightseeing time? Uh, if you can, talk about that, uh, if you're able to do any of that stuff. Um, when I first started, we were able to do that, and I had a guy I traveled with that. He's a historian. And sure. He's now with another team, um, Alex Timmerman, which was he was a he was a big help when I first started. Sure. Showed me how to do all the flights and get, get going on it. But he would always go, "Hey, we're going to go to a museum here. Go to a museum there. We fly in at a certain time." Right. So, but you always have to make sure you're ready to go to work. Right. So, but we'd get there and do that. Um, if it was flying into Baltimore, you stop in Washington. On right. Way to Dover. Right. Just do all that. So, but we try, and um, but now with the schedules the way they are, you we like a lot of times we'll get in in the morning of the race, sure. practice day, right? So there's not a lot of free time. But so even if there's a weekend where the cup teams are there running the show, you'll be home by the time the cup team even runs. A lot of times, yep. right? Ninety uh, percent of the time we fly home uh, either late Saturday night after the race or Sunday morning, right? And then I'm home for the start of the cup race in my chair. Sure. So it's it's nice that Xfinity. I mean, to, to be able to say if you did Cup, you'd have to be available till Monday for sure. Oh, sure. So, so um, uh, do the hotels, uh, rental cars, airports, it, 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 does it get to be a grind at, at any point or no? Sometimes? Yeah, it does. It does because different cities, and but the team sets up the hotels. Right. Um, with the group of us. Um, there Occasionally, we have to get one room, and we try to share it. For just the last night before we come home, right? Because the team will usually be on a plane within two hours after the end of the race. Sure. So, and they're all out of Charlotte area, right? And so they travel that way. Um, and like I said, the cost—I I can't imagine the, the cost what the teams have to pay. Sure. To get everybody to go places. Right. You were with Ryan Vargas primarily most of this year. Any idea who you might, uh, what team uh, driver you might be with in twenty twenty three? Um, looks at JD Motorsports out of Gaffney, South Carolina. They will have two drivers, and I do believe it's Bailey Curry and Brennan Poole as of as of late. Right. He finished the season out for a couple races. So as far as sponsors stuff like that, I don't really have any say in any of it. And right. I don't know, and I, it's not my position to know it. Right. So I but, just I've asked at beginning of the weekend. You know. But you committed to, to the full season with these guys again for in twenty twenty three, right? Um, we, well, we were only two weeks out of the season, so right. usually things like that don't even start sure. until maybe January, you know, a couple of weeks before, because people are, you know, in NASCAR, people change places all the time. Oh, right. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough nut to crack. Um, do you have any advice if anybody wants to get into this? I mean, it's, it's not like it used to be, but even on a part-time basis, it's a labor of love though, isn't it? Definitely is. Definitely is a labor of love. Um. Like I said, I'm, I'm blessed every weekend that I get to go right. and do that and chase that um, growing up around short track racing. And you you were on Jim Weber's pit crew. I could do a whole podcast on that in itself. Well, that was the old Artco Challenge series and then running the locals. And I fell in love with doing that when I was a younger kid, seeing him run four nights a week. Right. So I was able to get lucky enough because of my, through my cousin, Craig Letourneau out of Green Bay. Right. Local driver, Wisconsin National Raceway. Right. Then when he got out of it, the next week I met Jim Weber, and then the rest was history. Right. Meeting the likes of Butch Miller, Ted Musgrave, all these different guys that raced the short tracks in the Arco Challenge and ASA. Right. So, and I couldn't, the opportunity to, to move south 
was asked me by a driver a long time ago. Right. But I couldn't do it because I had family commitments. Right. So, well, became a flag man. Well, 25 years later, yes. the opportunity came for me to experience this, and I took it. Cool. So, it's pretty neat. Thanks for the time, Dave, and uh, hopefully you shoot the big buck, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks.